episode number 445. I just want to say thank you so much for rocking with your boy. And most importantly, I don't know if you guys know, but I do have four businesses that help me do what I do each day. The first one is our foundational business. That is Real-Time Outsource. That is realtimeoutsource.com. We can help you boost your digital presence in seven days a week, folks. We're working with our clients for them on their behalf. So take advantage of our team and let your social media thrive in 2024. And that leads into my second business, which is realtimereputation.us. This is a business that I was sitting down with a customer. We were talking about their software that we could use to possibly power his reviews. And so we did eventually white labeled and now have our own software to help you power your business and get more customer feedback and online reviews 24 hours a day. Easy with an email list or a phone list. Realtimereputation.us. Take advantage of it, folks. And my next businesses are my passion projects. They are my loves and I want to see them thrive and grow this year. I love podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcast.com. This is our podcast agency where we can help you get your uh, your voice in front of the right people. We're using audience strategies, booking services, our podcast marketing services, and our podcast review strategies. We can not only help you get your podcast to that next level, but also help you get booked on three, five, eight shows every single month and make it easy for you to focus on what you do and help us take our network and extend out your voice to them. And my last one, which is my favorite and my baby, and that is dreamsportscars.com. Dreamsportscars.com. What do you dream about? And we have searched the most craziest uh you know cars across the globe from baseball basketball pokemon wrestling ufc and the list goes on we're also on whatnot daily that is dreamsportscars.com we have on ebay and whatnot daily with three shows a day and most importantly i hope you guys are having a great day and thank you here's how i think about sales in general if you're in sales and you're good not even great just good why are you working for somebody else because literally you're doing 80 percent of the heavy lifting so why don't you just be a solopreneur and be a sales solopreneur and then be able to create financial freedom for yourself? Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, Hope you are fired up today, and I hope you are pumped and energized whenever you are listening to the show today, nights, weekends, mornings, or whenever, because that's the beauty of podcasts. As we know, you could be at the gym hitting squats and listen to your boy. But most importantly today, I think you're going to want to think about freedom in general. And can you create freedom for yourself? Can you create financial time, location, and mentality with my man, Jermaine Cheatham? Jermaine, are you ready to be real? Hell yeah, Travis. I'm ready, man. Let's do this, baby. My man talks about sales productivity. We were getting into it earlier. He's in lifestyle and entrepreneurship. But most importantly, my dad, my dude lives in a different country, usually, folks, every one to three months. Now, talk about the financial freedom, but talk about freedom in life to be able to do that. Thanks, God, to technology and many things like that. But more importantly, before we get into that, what 
drove you into being into business? Were you always into business, even as a kid, Jermaine? Yeah, I collected baseball cards and basketball cards and Ooh. was doing lawn service as an eight-year-old. And I was always figuring out ways to make money because I always figured at the end of the day, if you think about freedom, the best way to do it is get into sales or entrepreneurship because you can write your own check and be the captain of your own ship. So I was always trying to figure out an aspect of the word and sales and entrepreneurship was the first stepping stone for sure. Oh, absolutely. And so talk about the baseball cards because I have the same interest, dude. I actually have a sports company now, sports card company um, with Kobe passing. I kind of got gravitated to going back into my collection when I was a kid. My first uh, job was a paper boy. And then all that money I would take and buy sports cards and, uh, you know, try to sell them back to the dealer. But now kids, when they're ripping sports cards, they have many different ways they can sell them. You can put them on eBay. You can sell them someone on Facebook Marketplace and Instagram. And, uh, you know, we didn't necessarily have that when I was a kid. Uh, uh, you know, growing up, it was for the love and the collecting and things like that. But now, the, you know, kids can really actually turn this to a, a, a nice business, even more um, with sports cards. What were some of your favorite sports cards to open up? Mine were almost always basketball cards because that was nice. like my first passion. So um, basketball cards. And then I also, believe it or not, I was into the, um, the Cabbage Patch. Uh, oh, cards. yeah. Nice. Uh, I had some of those vintage ones like um, Rappin' Ron and the Ron Reagan one. And uh, we'd trade them from amongst friends and, and also trade with uh, the card you know, shops and see if I could upgrade or you know, get a good deal. Right. Right. No, totally. I mean, and it's crazy how some of those things have come back. And uh, like I was looking and thinking about if in 1999, we had all just stuck away a few boxes of Pokemon. Where they were like 20 bucks. A booster box and now those things you know at some point we we're going for a couple hundred thousand dollars you could have bought a house with a you know a 20 dollar investment uh but you'd have to wait a little while but still who would have necessarily known and at the end of the day that's the, the the nostalgia of you know that physical product in a digital world you know I, I always say anything that's physical right now you know you might want to hold on to a few of them because we're moving more digital and uh you know it might uh might be the same thing that happens in 30 years for for what's going on today uh you never know uh, but yeah, dude, so take me into then what was, once you got out of, uh, you know, I was looking at school, University of Arizona, once you got beyond the college kind of age, what was that first big business or what was that first big success for you where you just, it drove you into even obviously more of the freedom and more of the ability to be able to travel and do all the things you're doing today, obviously. Well, first it was the sales job and, and I didn't want to get into sales. The last thing I thought. I was, was a good communicator. So I dreaded it, mm. but I knew that in order for me to grow as a person, I have to go down these dark caves that I don't want to go into. Right. And so I always believe the fruit is on the do. So I got into sales and I was making 300 cold calls a day, getting my teeth kicked in every day mm. with 290 no's. Right. But I refined my sword every day. And I understood that the no's, number one, weren't about me. It was just no to the idea. Right. Number two is I learned how think, how people act. I understand human nature, and I was able to really get inside the mind of the consumer and humans, and I now figured out how they actually operate. So I had a little bit more ammunition to work with them and to understand them. And at the, ultimately, at the end of the day, I understood myself better 
having all those reps of talking to so many people over the years from all different walks of life, I really understood the human psyche much better. Right. And like you said, it's like, you can't, you can't get that easy. It's just, you got to put in the work. You got to, you got to feel that rejection and realize usually like they would say anything about rejection is usually just not the right time. Right. It's just like, sometimes it's the right time. They already got the service. They're, they're busy. They got, uh, you know, money problems. It might just not be the right time. It doesn't mean that you don't follow up either, you know? And so that's the interesting thing of just about the whole sales process. But now, can, I mean, think about it now. Like there's so many ways now to use now, obviously software. And now we're going to move into AI, you know, artificial intelligence age uh, to help sales folks, but still it's really just a human to human touch. I always feel like that's still the best method, right? Like it's just, Sometimes, you know, obviously you can have a million different tools, but sometimes the best methods are just a, a an outreach from, you know, the real person to, to the real person, you know, and uh, that's either email and websites or LinkedIn. And there's obviously DMs on the Instagram. Um, but but the, today the sales, the sales, uh, you know, tactics are so different, right? Like back in the day, we would pick up the phone and call all these people. Now you can just do it different. So it's just fascinating. Uh, not saying it's any easier, but it is easier, but it's also harder because you're not going to get as many um, opportunities. And also, I think it's a little bit uh, like uh, softer sales. You know what I mean? Like where, where you're actually physically calling people. It's a little bit more cold when you get that, you know, cold. And then you get to build the dynamics just like when you're recording podcasts or recording anything, right? So I totally agree with you. What today do you think um, would you be doing if you were um, going to be doing your outreach? Like, would you be cold calling specifically on the phone? I personally think it's easier now today to do prospecting than it's ever been because nobody picks up the phone and makes calls right? or leaves voicemails. right? And everybody, if you're doing B2B, everybody in the B2B world picks up their phone because they think it might be a client. That's number yes. one. Number two, right. everybody in B2B or in general always listens to their voicemail. I can't mm. tell you how many times people, A, don't call me and B, never leave a voicemail because they're too scared to call. They're too scared to leave a voicemail. If you call somebody and leave authentic voicemail, they're going to hear it. Maybe it's not the right time, but right. you planted a seed in their mind of who you are and what you do. That's number one. Number two is there's no competition. There's no one's doing it on, right. on, on the actual calling side. Right. The, the other side of that is the DM side. And I believe in any social media platform, the power of a direct message or a direct email, as long as it's authentic. It right. can't be a blast. It has yeah, to like be, a spam, like a spam hey, trip. Travis. Yeah, it has to be like literally, hey, Travis, love your glasses, love your suit, love the pink shirt. Uh, how are you doing in whatever city you're in? Absolutely. Absolutely. People As, as simple, as personal as that. It's, not, it's so simple. Like literally, I'll just say on, on LinkedIn, for example, I will say, you know, if I was messaging myself, hey, Jermaine, are you from Scottsdale? Question yeah. mark. And I am forced to answer that because either I am from Scottsdale and I'm going to say, yes, I am. Or I'm going to say, no, I'm actually from Tallahassee or whatever. Like, yes. That Because if you pay attention to all the junk you get, it's all just spam. You could tell oh. no one put any thought. Like the shorter the message, the more impact it will be. So I think it's easier now to stand out than any time as long as you – Know who your avatar is, and you know who you're speaking with. It's, it's a cinch. Mm, 
I love that, dude. I think you you hit it on the head too with those two because you can be, you know, at scale, you can obviously reach out to people maybe outside your sphere of influence or things like that on DM, but be very short and personal about it so they know it was actually you. And then uh, second, uh, or number actually number one, let's just be real, is the phone because some people don't even call each other anymore. Like everyone's texting each other anyway. So, and obviously you text your friends, but you you know when you text a business person, they're gonna think it's spam. You send them an email, they're gonna kind of filter that out. But when you leave a lasting message, they think about you know it's just it's like you said, you planted the seed, and uh, and then maybe you do both. Maybe you plant the seed and then you DM them uh, a few weeks later. If you know what I mean, like if it's important enough. But I think it's like you said, it's as simple as that. And, um, I think we kind of overcomplicated with, with, I do think we've overcomplicated with software. You know what I mean? I really do. Um, for the actual salesperson that wants to get real results, uh, I think you need to take the, the method of my man, Jermaine, just like literally pick up the phone, be strategic, leave voicemails. You know, people are busy, but you, they're going to listen. It's like, you know, you're putting a little advertisement in their head, like they're watching the TV and then, um, on the DM, like be very, very precise but then also not so like, you know, like we've all gotten a hunt. I mean, I'm sure you get blown up by like just time after time messages that, you know, are just being copied and pasted or, 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 you know, roboted out uh, to every prospect within their certain, you know, criteria. And then they just change the name. Um, and you can easily see through that too. Right. So I absolutely love those two techniques. Now tell me and take me into um, what was the sales stuff that you were selling? I'm curious on first on that too. Yes, I was selling financial services. And gotcha. so the thing is, going back to like this whole idea of spamming people, is most of the spam I get, I might actually need some of those services. But since they don't write message, I ignore it. Right. And the thing that people mistake the most when they do sell anything is they try to sell directly to the customer, which is a a recipe for disaster because it becomes confrontational. When mm. you sell directly to the customer, there's typically winners and losers versus the way I've always done it in my financial service. I just find partnerships. So for example, I always wanted to offer my financial services to physicians, but instead of me chasing physicians all day long, which I did, which was a waste of time because they weren't available. Plus it was finding a needle in a haystack. Mm. I just partner with medical device salespeople and they have a physicians that are ready to buy their uh, devices that I can offer my financial services to. So mm. it's a win, win, win. And the key is always find partnerships that have a network of your ideal customers that actually have the trust of your partner. So then you don't have to build that trust. Right. It's just, you find ready easy way to do business if you're in sales that makes total sense and then do you with that partner will you bring them in on the the commission or do you, is it just kind of a referral thing or how how do you approach that because i think that's the thing that people maybe are scared of too to be honest with you well the way it, it works is it's in my partner's best interest to offer my financial services so the doctors can actually afford to buy his device right so in order for him to sell his devices he needs to offer my financial services right. so it's in his best interest and it's in the doctor's best interest because it's tax deductible our financial services Got so you. it's a win-win-win again now if my partner says hey can you give me uh, a referral fee or some commission on it i will be more than happy to oblige because you know if i make decisions 
I'm happy to give you a, a you know, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, whatever. I don't care. Like there's enough to go around, right? Because I'm looking at leverage because that partner has other sales reps within his organizations that he can refer me to. Absolutely. And then when that partner leaves companies right. and goes to a different company, guess right. who comes along? Me. Yeah. And then I get a- I infiltrate that whole organization. And then when that partner guess who comes? Me. So That's one so relationship can literally turn into fifty new partnerships. And you didn't have to work to build. So smart. So smart. And they need you. Like you said, they need your services to sell into through their services. So it totally makes sense. That's so awesome, dude. That's the big thing right there. That's a really, honestly, that is, on. I, I, you think about many different ways of doing techniques of sales, but that is probably the very, very most effective. Very, very most, just like obviously podcast agencies do, you know, and just like podcasts in general do, you know, um, is your your networking in, and then you have your network built in, and then you basically can reach out. And I mean, dude, that's just so smart. I, I love that idea. I love that idea. I'm, I'm I'm taking notes, dude. I'm always taking notes, so I'm just real quickly taking a couple important notes. It's 2024, baby. You know, we just, we always got to up our game, my dude. Right. Um. So talk to me about now what's going on with the creators. Learn. I love this freedom awaits, folks. Financial time, mental, mental, and location. You guys can do it all, right? Freedom is is right there. Yeah, so that's doing sales and an entrepreneur. So like, here's how I think about sales in general. If you're in sales and you're good, not even great, just good, why are you working for somebody else? Because literally you're doing 80% of the heavy lifting. So why don't you just be a solopreneur and be a sales solopreneur and then be able to create financial freedom for yourself, time freedom, because you only work because it's leveraged. Again, like, I'm partnering with people that have my ideal avatar in their back pocket. Right. Not only does those partnerships give you a feeling of friendship and you're in, uh, you're a teammate with these people. So there's no stress. Mm. It's not like a adversarial type of relationship. So that's part of the mental 2024. Everything's digital. I, I'm, I run my business from my laptop and my cell phone. I can travel all over the world and do this from anywhere. And so that's what Creators Learn is about, is I believe entrepreneurs and salespeople are creators. We create relationships, we create income, we create freedom. And so I just help solopreneurs figure out the right strategy to either leverage their current business model or I own business model that I work for them based on their particular wants, needs, desires, and uh, aspirations. And I think there's going to be more and more solopreneurs. Obviously, as you as you're an entrepreneur, you start as a it's just you. Usually, sometimes you have a partner. Sometimes you have a group of people. But a lot of times, the best business are just you. You're working, and then you build, and you get a team member, and then you get you know a second team member, and then you're you're building it. But you know, a lot of times, those are the hardest times uh, to to think outside the box, and to obviously, like yourself, have already proven the success of uh of doing it you know what i mean and uh and at the end of the day like that's you know usually what's the hot sauce that makes the makes the burrito taste pretty dang good you know what i mean and that's that that I, like i said that's what we're a huge advocate of coaches we're a huge advocate of learning we're a huge ad- advocate of of growing and especially when you're stuck in that you know just by yourself mode or a lot of them are just getting going within the first you know couple of years because they're you know kind of you know kind of tired of working in a um uh, a rigid time, I would say, uh, environment where you have to be there at eight, have to clock out at five. You know, people, you know, they, there's there's no misnomer, folks. You're not going to work less hours usually as an entrepreneur, but you do get to choose kind of the hours you work. Um, uh, and that's the blessing or 
where you work. Like you said, you know, you could be working from wherever, you know, you don't have to be driving to the job, checking in and, you know, and then checking out. Um, you can have that flexibility and, and people love that. And so I think that now more than ever, we're going to see more and more people, you know, kind of slowly gravitate to entrepreneurship um, as there's so many things you can do with it, you know, and, uh, and, and we're just getting started. You know what I mean? So I think your service is going to be even in need more and more because like you said, also, um, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in all the, the mumbo jumbo. We don't get actually anything focused on actually working on the business. And we're just working in the business and just getting the emails done and this and that. And then we're not actually working on the bigger, the bigger picture there. Right, Jermaine? Yeah, I believe in simplicity, number one. And so I never work more than four hours a day. Bam! So I find ways to use leverage like we talked about. So there's right. no reason to be working so long if you find a lucrative business model. You learn how to price it right. You mm. find avatars that will buy your stuff and you have partnerships that bring you get half your time back. So then you can go on walks. You can take your kids to soccer yes. practice. You can live your life, do whatever the hell you want. Um, we die. So what are you doing? Right. Yeah. You're wasting your life away just to earn an extra 30 cents. Uh, the, like you said, you know, but the bottom line is time is the most valuable asset. And if you can get it done, folks, in four hours a day, which I think is absolutely done. We talk about the four hour work week, even with Tim Ferriss, obviously, that's a real, real, you know, aggressive mindset. But still, you can do it. There's people that have proven to do that. But like, you're absolutely right. You you have these advertisers, you got the price right. And you also have partners that are, that are you know, have something. They're helping you bring all this new uh, opportunities to you. You're, you're, you don't have to do all those things, you know? I mean, as far as the outreach and the sales and the cold calling and, and a lot of those things have been facilitated, um, which, which, like I said, most people in today's world uh, are spending probably as a salesperson more than 50% of their time just trying to focus on the partner aspect of the business, right? Like trying to drive up that new business and getting the rejection and you know what I mean, right? Wouldn't you think? I'm on, that doesn't matter. So... There's only one, maybe two things that you should be focused on. And in my consulting, I just focus people on who is the key partners. And then you only talk to them for four hours a day. Because if you do that, they do 90% of everything else. And then right. you get your time back right. and these deals just get signed. Because guess what? If someone is referred by someone else, if they're going to trust that person because they're already in their network, they've trusted them before they bought from them before they've listened to them before they already trust them. So if I'm brought into the fold, they're going to just human psychology. Right. So I always suggest that you focus for four hours a day, just mm. reaching out either phone, text, email, DM authentically, especially on LinkedIn, right. to your ideal partners that have mm. your perfect client in their network. Right. Talk to them. Tell them and if your product is the right fit, they'll know why it's beneficial for them because the incentive structures are already aligned. And then guess what you do the rest of the afternoon? You go on walks, you go to yes. the gym, you go chill out, you go play golf. Right. I call it win before noon. I win. I don't work afternoon. I just, I just wake up. I start working for four hours, and at noon I am done. Dude, right? What I did for the first four hours of the day in the afternoon, and I start to iterate and find thought processes of how I can get a little bit better tomorrow. Maybe I'll change the copy on that 
on that LinkedIn message a little bit and see how that works. Right. And you iterate and iterate every day. And guess what? You perfect business models and then you get more time back with more income. That, and that's what obviously in any person, obviously, if you're just starting out or if you even got to the full level and you're scaled up, and you got hundreds of employees, uh, they're, they're either stuck to the business like crazy, crazy, or they haven't figured out enough partnerships. Right. So I totally agree with you. And I absolutely love this uh, thought process of just focusing on these people that are essentially going to be your biggest trust advocates. They have the, your, your trusted customer right there with them. And there's a big advantage for them to obviously reach out to them and, and, and promote the services for you. And you're not, and you get all that time back. Like you said, take a walk with your kids, go enjoy the day, uh, breathe in the fresh air, meditate, or read a book or uh, work out too. That's another really good one you could do. Uh, now my man, we're about to get into our top 10 with you. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Apple or Android? Ooh, uh, I've had battles with these two companies. Uh, I had to say one, shit, they both have pros and cons. Right. Uh, fuck, it's like a draw. Uh, it's a draw. They're it's a draw on that one. Okay, we, we can draw on that one. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Instagram or TikTok? TikTok. TikTok. Chicken or steak? Steak. Laptop or a smartphone? Smartphone. Spotify or Pandora? Spotify. Movies or video games? Movies. Reading books or listening to books? Listening to books. Stocks or real estate? Stocks. Oceans or lakes? Oceans. Oceans, baby. Let's go. Where would you go right now if you could? If uh, you're already near o oceans, but where would you go if you could go to an ocean right now? What, what, what ocean would you want to go to? Uh, I'd probably just fly back to uh, Brazil. I was in Brazil for Ooh, three, nice. months, uh, about three weeks ago. So, yeah, it was nice. Is that your one of your favorite places to visit? Oh, I got a lot. I've been to 50 countries, so it's hard to, hard to pick. Hard to pick, baby. What, what's your next country? What's your next five? Bonia, uh, which is still part of uh, Argentina. So Ooh, okay. uh, I don't know yet. I, I, I shoot from the hip. So maybe back to Brazil, maybe Colombia, maybe Europe. I don't know. Do you do that uh, based on the vibe or you just kind of plan it out or you, or you act like, like the next day you just are traveling? I'm curious because everyone travels differently. Yeah, I usually plan maybe if i'm in the i plan within a week out Got but you. if i'm going to a new country i usually plan two to three weeks out so it really just depends on weather it depends on how right. long the flight is i don't i don't like a 14 15 hour flight i can do you know five six seven and right. so i will usually try to get to a place where it's not too long of a flight if it's transatlantic whatever but between two weeks to 30 days out and just kind of wing it but it's still, yeah, you still have a little bit of planning, but you kind of wing it. That's kind of fun. I mean, I, I was, I'm always curious about that because everyone does travel different. We've had some guests that have literally traveled, like you said, like all, almost every damn country and they've, they live in their backpack and they kind of just travel. And then there's some that are like you, they are a little bit more strategic about it. I like, I like that, that you can travel though. I mean, it's so fun to be able to see the world and experience the new foods and culture. Um, it's obviously in some countries, very humbling and you can be very grateful for all the things that you've done in your hard work at Jermaine to get where you've got, because you can see the difference in, in, you know, kind of financial income in some of these countries, I'm sure. Um, and, and most importantly, like I said, that, 
sometimes you realize you, you know these are some of the happiest people too. So it's not necessarily all related to money, um, you know. But there's a, a question I always ask my guests when you're waking up in your morning, you're getting ready, pumped, energized for your day. Why do you love being you? I love being me because I always accept life as if it's an adventure, mm-hmm. and I embrace challenges. I actually look for challenges. I actually create. Otherwise, I'm bored. Like I, I just believe, like at the end of the day, why not find new dark caves to go down? Right. And if you can make it out, there's going to be light on the other side. And chances are, if you're willing to go into a dark cave, you're going to make it out just for the simple fact you have the fortitude. Absolutely. I was just recently hearing interviews with Andrew Humer about the kind of like the willpower gene, basically. Like if you challenge yourself each day with something that's like uncomfortable and basically your body feels like it's uncomfortable then essentially like does something crazy for your willpower. You know what I mean? And then like, if that is just like, if you take ice baths every day and it's like no big deal to you, then it's like, you need to find something different. Basically. It was just interesting. A fascinating thing. It's what you're saying, like go down the dark cave, no matter if it's in work, life, whatever. And then that's what's keep us, keeps us going. You know, it's fascinating. There's like this new kind of research around it and stuff too, about the willpower gene. Um, but it's just all fascinating. Obviously, the world is crazy. If you could sit down, my dude, with anybody and chop it up uh, to a steak dinner, who would you want to chop it up with? Well, I'm not religious, but I probably want to chop it up with Jesus. Just oh, for yes. the simple fact is he's probably the most infamous guy in the world. However, I don't think he realizes what's being said about him mm. and what, what, what um, quote unquote, he stands for. Take right. him to dinner and like have his take on like, do you know what you know what they say about you nowadays? I think that'd right. be fascinating because yeah, I definitely cool. think he was an amazing prophet because he understood this idea of um life is what you make it. That's all he was talking about. Mm-hmm. He was just talking about like this internal locus of control, like right. heaven is within you, right? Or hell. That's why my business is called Craters Learn, because there's two types of people in the world: there's craters and there's victims. And you get to choose your mentality. So I just believe in being a creator. Like, okay, something didn't go my way. Oh, well, number one, why do I have a way? Number two is how can I figure out how to overcome this? It's not rocket science. Just get to work. Right? Yeah. You just it, There's just unlimited resources. Now it's time to work. I'm pretty much on any topic. <laughs> pretty much whether that's mind, body, fitness, uh, there's a there's an expert or there's people that are doing it daily and they can teach you on YouTube and podcasts. It's just fascinating. You can learn now. We're like in a creator's world where you can just everyone's creating content. Everyone can learn, but it's just a matter about then you have to put in the reps. Kind of like what we're doing here when we've recorded almost 450 episodes over 14 years, and people are like, "Hey, you're doing a podcast though?" Yes, we are. We're not stopping, baby. You know, a lot of people do stop. We ain't stopping. Um, and and it's just a matter of the reps every Monday, every Saturday. You know, and uh. I just appreciate your your knowledge, your wisdom. You even gave me some really good things to focus on on my businesses and that focusing on the partnership fo- part, part of the business as much as you're focusing on the acquisition and really spending time at that. And then also you need to dial in the avatar too, like who that actually is, which I think that I need to really sit down with my, a few of my team members and kind of talk about. But I really appreciate you. Is there also an app or a tool that you use in your business to stay productive? Yeah, it's called a notebook. And then notebook, I notebook, baby. Uh, Let's go I old school, baby. 
is 60 minutes. And then I set my timer on my cell phone to 60 minutes. Right. And I get to work talking to my ideal uh, partners right. and trying to get them to send me business because I know they have my particular avatar. And then every time an hour goes off, I check off that box and I do four of those. And that's my system. And then I'm that's done. Awesome, dude. That uh, it's, it's a <laughs> great simple, way. Man. It's a great way of, of, of a simple way of using a timer too to kind of motivate you, right? Yes. Constraints. You need constraints. Constraints. Yeah. Like physical, physical constraints. And then, and it's that, like, like that, like that Pavlov's dog. Like, we did good. You did good, daddy. Let's go. Let's go, daddy. You got four more. And then you're going to go have the rest of the day to yourself. So it kind of keeps you that accountability. And then, you know, like as you're going, that you only have three more after you hit the first one and then two more and then one. And then we're going to, Enjoy golf or enjoy life the rest of the afternoon, you know, which is that's that's so motivating, right? For sure. And it makes you happy. Like at the end of the day, happiness is a function of progress. Mm. So if you make progress in your day, you are happy. It's just a natural thing that happens in your brain, the dopamine and how it works. And dopamine is basically built. It's built by you doing the work you didn't want to do. And it actually makes you happier. It's the same thing uh, Huberman was talking about, that whole that whole thing about the willpower. Willpower is a muscle. It gets bigger the more you flex it. That's why you know, someone like uh, David Goggins has right. this crazy amount of willpower because he's been flexing it. So anyone has it. It's not like he's supernatural. He just practices. No different right. than lifting. Yeah, that's why he can do things uh, even with like, you know, having knee, having that, like basically like hardly any cartilage between his knees and just pushing his body beyond the limits, but he's still doing it. And the doctor's like, how the hell are you doing this? And it, it, it's willpower, baby. Uh, dude, I like that, dude. Set the timer, folks. Set the timer in your lives. Where, Jermaine, is there your favorite place to hang out online? Where is your very favorite place for people to gravitate to you, solo entrepreneurs, uh, those that are in the struggle? Where do you want them to drive and talk to you about? So the best place is going to be uh, LinkedIn on the socials. And then always go to my website, creatorslearn.com, and reach out to me, save us up, and we'll connect. Let's go, baby. I'm going to put both in the show notes, folks. I really, really appreciate you, Jermaine, for coming on the show today, my dude. Thank you again for showing us that life is truly about freedom. And also, you can do it today, folks. Focus on those partners. Get all that time back in your lives. And let's focus on, let's keep being real, baby. You've been hanging out with Jermaine Chatham and Travis, too tall and huff. Thank you again for your time. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode and uh if you enjoyed the episode today can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast the be real show on itunes or your favorite podcast platform and also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy t huff a review i would really super appreciate it and thank you so much for listening today